Blog Talk Radio. Don't take trouble while everyone's on the show. Riding on my live from Portland, Oregon, in our basement of my lovely house. And I have my wonderful new host here with me. Hello, Radio Land. I think my voice is kind of familiar. I've been around for a little while, but I'm excited yes. to finally join you at the table as a co-host. Yes, we are we are being we are officially officially official Ooh. being uh having a, official. uh another person on board being um on the team with Six on Bikes Radio. Annie, welcome. Thanks, April. Yay! So it's fall. Um, tonight we're going to talk to Liz and Laura from We Bike, New York City, and they're going to get on the line pretty quickly. Um, before we get those ladies on the line, um, Annie and I wanted to talk about some fallish things that are going on here oh. in Portland. <laughs> You know, I think fall came early when you started noticing, like, the pumpkin spice things in August. So now we're, gosh, a month into big fall time. Right. And uh, fall means cycle cross, which I started this year for the first time. We have some, yeah. some bells. Are these cross bells? <laughs> are they going to cowbell at me? They are. I recorded it myself. We'll see how well I did. <laughs> I'm not sure how well I do that recording. started it, uh, but it, um, I think it's right. taken off. I was on my ride today, and I'm, I'm trolling around, and I think I counted one, and then two, and probably then I had to take my socks and gloves off to count the rest of them, of equestrian helmets as bike helmets. Right. And I'm, I'm no safety official, but it just... Um, as someone who's ridden a horse and fallen off horses many right. times, I thought I've also fallen off my bike, and those those crashes are not the same. I don't I don't think that's an interchangeable head protection device. Well, no. First of all, when you're falling off a horse, you're usually in dirt. Yes. Which is softer than cement. Cement. Um, and so you actually asked an engineer about this. I did. Let, let's I, educate our listeners. Let me pull this up. I have a dear friend of mine who she's a brilliant engineer. Um, her 
background is in kind of engineering, safety, and design, and yada yada. So she wrote this, she sent me this great note. So I asked her about it. She said, I would say they are not equivalent. So take note, you fashionable commuters, not equivalent. Uh, the ASTM tests these things, and they do so by striking the helmet in different spots with different anvils. There are multiple anvils for this. A specific equestrian anvil, but don't ask me what that is. A flat anvil, by which they test all sporting helmets. A hemispherical anvil, <laughs> by which they test bike, roller skate, and snowboard helmets. And a flat anvil, which they also use to test snowboard helmets. Essentially, they are all created for different impacts, but I don't know enough about the testing process to know which is the most safe, other than that, you should actually stop trying to be cool and just pick the right helmet for the sport you are actually playing. I think she's she's got, probably got a good point. They were designed with yeah. certain things in mind. and I, I also don't know where people are getting their equestrian helmets, but unless you have actually been to a tack shop, you don't, you're not getting the real deal. Yeah, and, right. So we were talking about this, and, and we just did a quick search on eBay and saw that you can buy an equestrian helmet for $13. Um, so ride those around in the dirt. Maybe, you know, okay. if you're riding in the dirt. Maybe. I mean, it depends on what kind of dirt riding you're doing. I don't even want to encourage that. Um, <laughs> but if you're even riding your horse in the dirt, you should wear a new helmet. <laughs> it should not be from eBay. So It should not be a used tack helmet. Yep. Now, let that be your takeaway for um, today's right. lesson. I won't ring that obnoxious bell again, but um, congratulations on starting your first cross season. Thank you. And I look forward to um, watching this unfold and oh, me too. seeing your <laughs> bruises and hearing your stories about how awesome it is, and hopefully we can come out and watch. Yeah. Well, you know, if there's, if there's other ladies in cyclocross land out there. Maybe I'll challenge you. I've got some cute bruises. Uh, should we have a bruise-off on yeah. the Six on Bikes Radio Facebook page? Let's do that. Or we have awesome. a, a new hashtag, Faces of Foam Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, yeah. Something Because I think today I got on a foam roller post-race and just made... Then oh. switch positions. My friend came, moved my legs around, and I went... Oh. It's a so. torture device. Yeah, if anybody wants, dares to share, I'd uh, I'd love to see it. Okay, so we have uh, Liz and Laura in the queue. I think uh, we have literally two callers, and I'm hoping it's the two of them because um, we'll we'll talk to anyone. But I <laughs> I know it's Liz and Laura. We're really excited to chat with them. These two wonderful women who are um, I had the pleasure of meeting. Liz in New York City last year when I was living there, um, actually through Nona Varnado. Thank you, Nona. Um, and Laura, who I've never met, but I'm very excited. She has positive, radiant energy. How's that for a description? That's a great intro. So let's talk to these women and hear what they're all about. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Radiant Laura. Thank you so much. That was an awesome introduction. I expect to be introduced like that everywhere I go from now on. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, I'll follow you around. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk. Uh, yes, but good evening. Well, it's 10 o'clock 
my time. So, yeah, good evening. Yes, we should say thank you. We're in Oregon. You guys are in New York. So thank you for staying up late. Uh, yeah, late. Anything for you guys. <laughs> How's that work This is out? also New York dinner time. Yeah, I just had ice cream. You're pseudo-European over there, so you're eating at, like, 9 p.m. And here, we're in bed by 8.30, jammies on. They don't even leave work until 8 in New York. Ugh. <laughs> right? We work all the time. We're volunteers. Exactly. We like, we're, we're, when we like NYC, we're volunteers, so it's it's on the clock all the time, sometimes. Okay, so for Radio Land, um, tell tell everyone, introduce yourselves, and one of you tell us what we bike is, please. Go, Laura. All right, so <laughs> I'm Laura Solis. I am the outreach administrator, and essentially I just go around the world spreading the good word that is We Bike NYC. Um, and essentially, We Bike NYC, we are a group of women uh, that want to see more women on bikes, and we do that through hosting social rides, uh, workshops, uh, and pretty much trying to break down those barriers that get people or that uh, inhibit people from actually getting on a bike. I just heard your segment on the cyclocross. That's something that I've never done. Um, I had also never ridden on a track bike, but we held a clinic, and I, along with a bunch of other people, went on track bikes. So, yeah, we hold clinics for things that you wouldn't normally you know, do on a day-to-day basis, and yeah, ride, you know, and we also encourage people to ride however they want to ride, so not everyone wants to be in spandex, some people want to wear a skirt, whatever floats your boat. Awesome. (laughs) I'm Liz, and I'm the founder of WeBike, and currently the uh, programs coordinator, and um, yeah, I, one of my favorite programs that we run that I'm sort of in charge of is uh, the Mujeres en Movimiento program, which is a Spanish language program uh, that we wanted to meet different kinds of people and get them on bikes. And so we started working with the community in Corona, Queens, and we found out that the women there didn't have bikes and they didn't know how to ride bikes. Um, So we sort of met them where they were at and we developed a program that's a 10-week mechanic class and learn-to-ride program. And if the women show up for all 10 weeks of the class, by the end they know how to do all the basic maintenance on a bike and how to ride a bike safely. And then we are able to give them a bike to take home um, to start riding with their family and friends in their community. We're looking at the website right now, you guys. The pictures are beautiful. Thanks. Liz, just to um, give us a little background, it sounds like you guys just have this great group of women leaders who are on your staff, on your team, and, you know, you're all pretty young, it seems like, and everybody's really driven. What's the story? How did this happen? How did it come about? What's the background? Well, there are sort of two converging stories, and one is that I um, was finishing grad school, and I wrote this, my thesis in grad school was why urban girls need bicycle education and why I think that it would solve a lot of the issues that the urban girls are facing and be a whole lot of fun and do all these great things. And so I was wandering around trying to find people to help me staff this urban girl cycling program that I wanted to do. 
And I kept meeting all these really interesting, great women, and they kept saying, well, could I take the class? Well, I'm not really ready. I'm not really confident riding on the street. I wouldn't be want to be in charge of anyone. Could I just be part of the class instead of take it? And so I thought, huh. And then at the same time, I was, I'm a bicycle mechanic, and I was sort of getting tired of riding with the guys, and I thought I would join a group, but I was intimidated by a lot of the groups that were out there. And so I said to myself, oh, well, I'll just look up and find the women's ride groups in New York City, and I'll pick one that seems like it fits my riding style. And there were none. <laughs> so in New York City, this huge mecca where there's clubs for everything, there's a competitive pinball club in New York City, and there were zero <laughs> women's ride groups. Um, wow. So I sent out, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I sent out an email to a lot of my guy friends who were riders and a, a few women friends and um, just said, hey, do any women want to get together and try to make this program, you know, like make something happen? We could do rides. We could do mechanics workshops. We can do whatever we want. Let's just get together and start making something happen. And um, the response to that email was overwhelming and um the success of WeBike has really been, the WeBike and WeC has really been the volunteers and the women who've come out and really made it their own and put so much of their time and energy into making it this incredible community that is both accessible and fun and um, energetic and welcoming. And I think that those are things that we all crave in New York City, um, and that it's so awesome that bikes can help bring us together. It's much better than staring at people in the train. So, yes, I agree. <laughs> Very welcome. Absolutely. So, and Liz, what's the, give us a timeline on that. Like, when, when, did you, when were you in grad school? When did this start all coming together? So, uh, May 2012 was our first, was the five row bike tour. So we started getting together, I guess, in March of 2012. Like I sent out this email with the intention that, okay, well, let's just see if we can get it together to all ride together in the five row bike tour. Um, and the sign-up date for the five row bike tour is a few months before the actual event. So we had to sort of make a group and all sign up together right away. So I guess... Um, yeah, we did a Kickstarter on Earth Day in 2012. I guess it's in April. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> I know that I heard about Me Bike NYC in early March um, on Twitter because Nona Varnado, who you mentioned earlier on the Bird Wheel, had put it on. Well, the Bird Wheel and Kimberly Kinchin, who is a New York City bike train person, had tweeted about it. And March 30th of 2012, I went to my bike shop, bought a bike, and <laughs> hurriedly rushed over for the very first time trying to ride a, quote-unquote, big girl bike over to the WeBike NYC meeting. So I do recall that that date was March 30th of 2012 when <laughs> I went to my first meeting. So, yeah, that's my bike birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're amazing. I, yeah. I'm almost embarrassed. I, I mean, I can tell you certain birthdays, anniversaries, I guess, of the relationships between my bicycle and I, but you have it, like, down to down to the day. 
Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, I was, I'm an adult, so, you know, this was a huge moment for me. I only remember because it was also payday, so, you know, whatever. But the point is, it was a great, great day to be alive and to have encountered what was We Bike NYC in this tiny little wonderful bike shop, which we no longer fit in when we have our meetings <laughs> because we have grown so exponentially. So, yeah, it's been so great. <laughs> what do you ladies you know, I know, um, actually, I went to college in New York City, and so I know it's it's a unique place, and it's really not like anywhere else that I've been in the world, and I think most people share that sentiment. Are there things about the city, you know, that, that are unique to New York that helped you guys craft this program? I mean, is this something you think could survive elsewhere? Unique? Well, maybe it's because there are so many people in New York City that, well, as you said, it's so unique no matter where you go. It's, it's going to be a different experience. I'm from the Bronx. Um, I live here. I've worked here. This is my place of being is in the Bronx. There are very few people that ride a bike in the Bronx. However, um, I've been riding my bike quite regularly since March 30th of last year. <laughs> and since then, I have seen an increase in the number of people that I've seen riding. And I would like to say that I have something to do with that because when you see a person on a bright yellow bicycle, you kind of notice them and you kind of think, wow, if she can do that, then perhaps maybe I can do that as well. So as I ride my bike through Manhattan and then through Queens and to Brooklyn and whatever else, and even Staten Island this past weekend, which is very fun, um, for brunch, of course, um, I think a lot of it has to do with word of mouth and, you know, pe- you know so there's also a trendy aspect to it, which, you know what, if there's going to be a trend, let it be one that makes people be more healthy. So ride a bike, whatever. Um, so I do think a lot of it does have to do with people wanting to be in the know looking at what might be quote-unquote cool, but also what's sustainable and what makes so much sense. Because also in New York City, if you're a car, you're stupid. I mean, that's really – or it can feel like you're stupid because you see all these bicycles passing by you in midtown traffic, and I'm one of those people that will weave by you and wave hello or goodbye, rather, um, as I pass by you. So I think a lot of it also has to do with what makes most sense. I'm also lazy, so when I ride my bike, I get to sleep in usually. Um, so, yeah, it just makes the most sense. And I think in New York, people do want to do things that are quick, they're easy, they're cheap, and sustainable. So, yeah. I think New York is a really magical place to have a bike community in that there's so much diversity and there's so much uh, drive that it it really happens. Um, so, you know, this started with an email and then, it was happening, and there, you know, I I don't go on, I don't even think I go on half the rides that We Bike NYC does anymore, and that's amazing that there are people so committed and so ready to do it, and that there's so many different kinds of people who are out there, exactly like Laura was saying, like, if I can ride a bike, you can ride a bike, and that that spans a really big group of people, but I don't think that and so I think that makes it a really cool community. And I think also New York can be so isolating that the We Bike NYC is feels really like home for a lot of us. Like it's really nice to have that group of people that are your people and to find your people and to have that community is something that is really hard to find in the city. Um, but I think that the model could totally happen other places in the um, – the idea is just ride together and have fun. And I think that people are doing it other places. And I know there are groups that 
um, in more rural areas that focus on mountain biking and other, you know, ladies mountain biking, and there are other groups that um, focus on just um, older ladies or, you know, like there's groups that have been going on for years um, that are just groups of friends that have grown and grown and grown. So I don't think it's unique um, in that sense, but I think we've been able to grow and sort of be... Um, visible in a way that we couldn't have been in other places. And, you know, maybe, Laura, I want to uh, jump back to your comment about it made the most sense. Because I'm thinking about cities where, you know, the bike maybe still doesn't, or I don't want to say it doesn't make the most sense, but to people who, um, you know, we're looking at time, we're looking at transportation, their initial reaction is to go for the car. And I think you're totally right, in New York City, the car makes zero sense. So what would be your suggestion or what are your thoughts about how do we, where's that replacement for the car argument for a city where maybe it's still, it's just not as feasible yet? Okay, I'm sorry, what question? Um, I'm thinking of, you know, what's, um, I'm going to throw some, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. So, you know, it's not laid out the way New York is, and maybe the car still, for somebody who's cramped on their time and their money and stuff, I'm I'm throwing things out there. Right, yeah, um, just keep throwing. If the, the the bike isn't in their perspective yet, I caught on to Laura's comment, like, I'm lazy, I like to sleep in, so the bike makes the most sense. I think that's very opposite from a lot of people's initial reactions because they think I have to plan, I have to get up, I have, it's going to take extra time. Well, mm-hmm. as as I mentioned before, like with We Bike NYC, it's also riding however you want to ride. So for some people, maybe commuting is would be a lot shorter for them. Um, but riding your bike is also a lot more fun than riding a car. Maybe I've just been doing it wrong, but mm-hmm. I enjoy riding my bike a lot more <laughs> than being behind a steering wheel. Um, and, you know, you get the fresh air. It's kind of like there's a reason why that dog sticks his head out and his tongue is just flapping in the wind. It's amazing to be able to enjoy the fresh air while you're riding your bike. But if commuting isn't your thing, then, you know, go ahead. Be that weekend warrior. Maybe it's a once-a-month thing that you do with your family or your group of friends or whatnot. That's totally fine, too. As I mean, if you're on a bike, you're having fun, and then maybe you'll think, hey, maybe I can have fun before work. Yes, score. <laughs> Uh, because for me, it really did make more sense. I used to take two buses and a train to get to work, and all in all, it would take me about 55 minutes to an hour. When I brought it down to my one bicycle, I'd get there in 25 minutes. When I started getting really fast and also running late, I'd get there in 19 minutes. So, yes, it made a whole lot more sense for me, but it might make sense to someone else differently, which might just be, hey, instead Mm -hmm. of – you know, driving to brunch, maybe we can make a, you know, a day of it or an afternoon of it and, you know, ride our bikes to brunch. So, yeah. I think there's a big place for multimodal transportation as well in that, yeah, not everyone is crammed into a tiny island um, and that a lot of cities are planned for this bigger expanse. Um, But, you know, maybe that means driving to the, you know, to the inner city belt where the traffic starts getting really bad, parking at a park and ride and getting out your bike and just biking the last five miles into work that would normally take you half an hour because of the traffic, but now you can get there in 10, 10 minutes, you know? So I think, like exactly like Laura was saying, like start where you're at, go on a weekend bike ride once a month. You know, follow your kids' 
while, when they go on a bike ride. Just get out, and then as you start biking more, you'll start feel, sit, figuring out how to work it into your commute or your day. And, you know, for me, working biking into my day is commuting. And for other people, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's getting home from work and going for a de-stressor bike ride just around your house, you know. Um, any way you're on your bike is great. And I just want to mention, Liz mentioned, you know, getting your five miles in in ten minutes. Yep, she could totally do that. She would dust anyone on a bicycle. <laughs> oh, yeah, five miles in ten minutes. Let's do it. Okay, okay. I do want to ask your predictions. What will be the bike chic trend for 2014? Oh, good one. You know, I know high-vis. Um, has really made its mark for 2013, but maybe you guys saw something in the tents of Fashion Week, or I don't know. You've got you guys are in the New York is always in the in the vanguard of of fashion. Portland is in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, fashion and bicycles. Um, last week, we no two weeks ago, we held a workshop called How to Look Slash Be Cool on Your Bike, which is really just everything, like going over, like, bike accessories, how to, you know, what kind of wipes to use when you get there, like baby wipes versus action wipes, so forth and so on. Um, And as far, I think one of the great things about being in New York is you make your style whatever you'd like it to be. So one day I might leave and I'm wearing, like, cowboy boots as I'm riding my bike. Another day I might decide to wear heels. Another day I'm wearing, you know, slip-on shoes. But every day I think I look fabulous, of course. Um, but I never, I mean, there, well, thanks. Um, but I mean, as far as trendy, when it comes to bikes, I think for a while there was this like, and it still exists, I guess. I just don't pay as much attention to it. Like this, like fixie type scene where, you know, having a single speed bike was considered a hipster type thing to do where in fact, you know, having a single speed bike oftentimes is very inexpensive, which is where that came from, I, I believe. Um, so maybe that'll continue on. People tend to now match their bicycles. There's this meme that was on Instagram that was like, that day when you want to leave your house and your outfit doesn't match your bike and you just see this guy crying on the corner. And it's like, hey, okay, I guess, um, whatever. But um, as far as what's trendy, maybe city bike. Maybe it'll be that. Because I did see an article about how a lot of designers were using that cobalt blue because our bike share bikes are this interesting shade of blue and that it was seen a lot more on the runways. Maybe people want to match their clothes to their city bikes because that's a part of this multimodal transportation thing we got going on with our bike share. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell as far as trends. I kind of just do my own thing. Well, quick well, plug really- for um, the We Bike NYC party on November 6th. We're going to be giving away two city bike memberships, so you could be ahead of the trend. Oh yeah, rock that cobalt blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Laura, I think I, I have to distinguish here because um, I saw a lot of this blue coming out of Interbike that I was not a fan of. So are we talking the like classic Bianchi Celeste blue? No, no, no. It's like a no, royal... no, no, no. It's like a cornflower type blue. It is no, super bright. No, I want nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to pull it out. No. So how is the the bike share program going? It is going, going, going. It has done so well as far as ridership and membership and so forth. Um, It's 
I feel like it's done a lot for even the non-city biker in the sense mm-hmm. that actually probably a few days ago I was at a light on um 14th and first, oh well sorry I was at a light and there was a guy on a city bike talking to a driver and, or a motorist and he was like yeah I never even noticed these bicycles before and I was like as the guy drives off I look over at the uh, city bike dude and I'm like thank you See, you make us more visible, us being the non-city biker, because sometimes it does feel like you're totally just invisible to motorists. But when you have a bajillion cornflower blue bicycles on this island, yeah, all the bikes (laughs) get seen. Yeah, it's hard to miss. We're looking at the the website right now, and neither one of us likes the blue. (laughs) Yeah, there was a a backlash on that color. Well, they're also the ugliest bikes in the history of the world. Bike shirt. Sorry, Liz, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I mean, they're not stylish. They're the ugliest bikes in the history of bikes. Pretty much. And I think that was intentional. (laughs) I'm sure that was intentional. They're supposed to be heavy and utilitarian, and they have to fit a whole different, a whole big range of bodies. But I like to say that uh, bike share is a gateway drug, or can be for a lot of people who normally ride because they... They'll, you know, they can dip their toe in the water and go put that bike away, and they don't have to look at them in their living room and or hang it up or learn how to use it, you know, invest. They just have their little key fob, right? Yeah, yeah for watching. others. Oh, sorry. Amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, um, uh, to say as far as it being a gateway drug, yeah, for others, it's like, okay, I'm sick and tired of lugging around this giant bicycle, and I can't go that fast when I'm trying to, you know, climb up a hill or on a bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my own bike. <laughs> because, you know, after a while, you get, you get really fast on those three-speed behemoths of a bicycle, and you decide you want to get your own. Um, I was asked about whether or not it would impact, how it would impact um, bike shops. And I was like, I think bike shops have embraced this because you have more cyclists. What that means, accessories and helmets and so forth, and people really wanting to yeah. get their own bike and being able to, set it up on their own terms and because, you know, it's, it can be a fashion thing, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people want to personalize their bikes, and some would. I know I do. I go all out on the accessories. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what's next for We Bike? NYC. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of things on the on the table. We definitely want to expand our programming and be able to have – more events and more staff. We'd love to train a lot more ride leaders. Um, we've been doing a lot of formalizing of our training program, so we have, a, 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 I don't know, maybe it'll be two or three times a year ride leader training that has a manual and a really easy way to follow and to sort of become a leader in the community. Um, we want to expand our... So right now, we like NYC has three main branches, one is our general okay. program. Sorry. So oh, can you just, yeah, I was going to ask you to elaborate, please. <laughs> uh, our, the one is the, the general program that was sort of where we bike started that is 20 and 30, geared towards 20 and 30-year-old women with bikes is sort of where it's ended up. And we want to really expand that to uh, a greater range of ages. We One of our goals is to make, try to make the bike community reflect the New York City community um, or the bike population 
the New York City population, which it doesn't. It has a reputation for being a largely male and white sport. Um, so really expanding the people who are involved in our weekly rides, um, which include, you know, monthly brunches and um, mechanics workshops and all these different things that are held mainly in, um, have been held mainly in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And I think we'd like to expand those to be held in all five boroughs and really try to expand our reach and build the community among a variety, different variety of people. And part of that has been the Mujeres en Movimiento program initiative this year and also the Moms on Wheels initiative. So those are the other two wings. And Moms on Wheels is started uh, when two moms who took our Fix-A-Flat class said, oh, my gosh, we love this. We really want to get more moms on bikes. And we realized that, bike rides for moms with kids are look different than bike rides for 20 and 30 year olds. Um so we started working with them around what what would make the most sense for family rides. And so I think we really want to expand our family um outreach because we have an understanding that when moms ride bicycles, that's when communities really change. That's when kids grow up riding sure. bicycles. Um, and then the Mujeres en Movimiento program was another realization that we um, not everyone is at the same place. Not everyone feels comfortable just getting on a bike and joining a ride. So we created this um, 10-week program that really helps women familiarize themselves with the bike, really feel comfortable in a small community um, so that in the future they'll have more confidence coming on the bigger general program rides. They'll have a bike that they can bring on the rides with them, and um, and it's outreach to the Spanish-speaking Spanish community, which is severely lacking in bike resources in New York City, as I'm sure many other non-English um, communities are. So we'd love to expand our reach in those communities as well. Great. That's fantastic. <laughs> We're looking at the We Bike um, Celebrate Moms Carol Park poster from May 19th, 2013, and uh, it's a, it's just a, it's, what am I trying to say? Um, I'm looking at your wonderful list of sponsors, and uh, tell us about that day. How did that go? <laughs> well, May 19th got totally rained out. Uh, it was so fun in the rain. It was so fun in the rain. It was cold. It, it happened. It was really happened. cold. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> so we actually did two of them. We did the May 19th, and then we did a redo or do-over uh, more recently. I don't remember the exact date, but just last month. Um, and so it was. So that was really the the brainchild of those two moms I had talked about. And they said, you know, what we really need is this is a big event where we can bring families together and we can try out all of these different tools that exist for families. Because there's mm. seats that go in the front and there's seats that go in the back and there's trailers and there's trailers where the kids pedal on the bike and there's bikes that connect to bigger bikes and there's bikes that the kids sit in the front. And, you know, there's just this, there's extra cycles. There's a huge range of things and most stores carry one. So if you're getting into biking with your family, you either have to go to 12 stores or you just have to buy the first thing you see 
and spend a lot of money. And if you don't feel comfortable with that or if it doesn't suit your family, then you sort of throw up your arms and say, I guess biking is not a family sport. Um, so this uh, mom's event was awesome. So basically we called all of these different sponsors. We called every single um, supplier we could think of and just said, we want to have this event. We want to use your product. Will you send us a product? And then at the end of the event, we'll raffle off all of these different products. So these families, it can be a fundraiser for us, and also these families will have a really solid starting point for, for biking. Um, and we got a great response from the sponsors and from the local bike community and local bike shops. And we had four different, three or four different shops that came out, three shops, um, with their bikes, you know, extra cycles and front loaders and um, trailers and all these things. And so people could actually come and try out all of these different bikes, even electric assist bikes. And it was really fun, and they could try them out with their kids, or if they weren't comfortable, we had some big flower sacks that people could put in the bikes. And um, it was just a chance to talk to other moms and other families that ride and to try out riding with your kids in a really safe environment. It was all in a basketball court, so no one was on the streets. Um, yeah, and it was super fun, <laughs> both times. <laughs> and dad came too? Yeah, yeah, it was an open event. So it was organized mm-hmm. by We Bike NYC, but anyone who wanted to could come. So as I'm looking at this poster, um, I, I'm reminded of when I was in New York City, I had this little book that I kept in my purse, my wallet, of free places I found to pee in the city. When you guys have a mom's <laughs> There's ride, a book? No, I, I made, made the book. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? I know there's an app with the book. Whoa, cool. I, I won't tell you all my secrets over at the radio because then the questions will be bombarded. That's amazing. Oh, I had a little black notebook. It was like Barnes Noble, second floor at Columbus Circle. Wow. So your little black book was a list of restrooms. <laughs> not your classic, you know, little black book listing. And if you're if you're if the listener if you're not a New York person or you've yet to visit there and maybe it's changed since I last lived there but when I was there this is about 2006 there um there was a serious lackage of restrooms and so you'd be walking along getting from you know every point A to point B it took me an hour and a half to walk to the grocery store I usually had to pee a couple times on the way there so on your mom ride what do you guys do about that I'm imagining well, that- toddlers and children. Is this an issue? Is it not? It's totally something that's come up. Yeah. We we didn't think about it on our adult rides, but it's even come up then. Like we started going on a few longer rides and we realized we have to we have to plan restroom stuff. Um and I think for the kids' rides what we've mainly been thinking about doing is um we'll center around a place. So like we'll go to the playground at Prospect Park. So we'll all meet up, bike there, and then hang out at the playground. So then it's a chance for moms to talk bikes and for kids to play and there's bathrooms. And so it's it's starting really small. Um, and it's just a way to get together and sort of travel from point A to point B and then hang out a little bit. Because I think that's where a lot of families are at. They just want to be able to see how to get places together. And that's a lot less intimidating in a group. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Bathrooms are important. <laughs> Well, there, and I have my I have my black book, but, you know, just, um, yeah, I think New York has seen an incredible biking transformation 
you guys have definitely been a part of that movement, so it's been really cool to watch from the West Coast. Yes, and congratulations on the uh, article in October's Bicycling Magazine. Hell yeah! Liz was so cool. Yeah, this is a beautiful picture. Actually, I threw the magazine away, but Liz, I I tore your picture out and I put it on my fridge. I wanted to, like, celebrate. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. She's going on my fridge for this show. You should totally take a picture of your fridge and we'll start a trend. So everybody who's listening who has my (laughs) picture on their fridge, take a picture and post it to the WeBike site. Yeah, maybe we'll send you, like, a sticker or something. Yeah, Yeah. we'll send you stuff. Annie's going to take it of me and you. Like, I'm holding the photo next to my face. And she's going to Instagram it right now. You know, nobody actually uses the instantaneous feature of Instagram. This is it. We are Insta. Oh, hashtag WeBikeNYC then. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I'll do it. Here it comes. Oh no! I, that's not good. You. Oh sorry. dear. Read <laughs> something in the Huffington Post, so it must be a good resource about how women should stop taking down pictures in which they look unflattering. Oh really? So it all okay. occurred that April. Okay. Going on the internet. Fine, do it. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to tell us a little bit about this bicycling magazine feature? Um, if for listeners who haven't. Seen it? It's in this new this newsstand for October. It is there, and Liz is front and center. Woo-hoo. Um, yeah, so we uh, we got really lucky, and um, the woman who wrote the article is uh, runs her own women's cycling group, which is Magic City Cycle Chick. Um, and so she had heard about us, and we had sort of known about her, and she contacted me and said, would you be interested in doing an article? And so that was really exciting because I knew that, like, it was really fun talking to her, and we sort of had this moment where we were like, yeah, like, we get each other. And I was, like, really confident that the article was going to just really show we like in a good light, and, and that was really great. And then um, she said, okay, a photographer will get in touch with you and um, and take some pictures. It's like, Okay, um, so the, the photographer emailed me, and I emailed him back, and I said, "Oh, well, I have all these concerns about you know the image that's going to go along with this." And in my head, it was going to be like a postage stamp size picture, you know, next to some blurb. <laughs> and um, and it's not beautiful full page. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was still really worried about it, and I and re- was really concerned that it somehow walk the line between um, there's sort of these two archetypes of women on bikes and one is this very uh, almost manly woman in cut off black pants and she's, I mean, butch for lack of a better word and she's got her big muscles and grease on her face and she's just like a fixed bike. Yeah. And wears all black and, and is really tough. And then the other archetype is um, this woman in like a short skirt and heels standing somewhere near a bicycle. Um, so the the archetypes sort of go back and forth between like you can be feminine and be near bicycles and be attractive 
um, in this way, or you can be really, like, you can be functional, um, but then you lose a lot of your femininity and, you know, your attractiveness is only in the fact that you can fix stuff. And so I really wanted to sort of bring those two together and say, no, you can, I mean, you can be all those things. Like, you can be functional and fix things and be powerful, which I think is the you know, sort of the mechanic archetype. And you can also be feminine and, you know, be in a dress and be... um be girly, and that Heck those things yeah. don't exclude each They're not exclusive of each other. And so I put all this thought into it, and I wrote this really long email to the photographer and said, how do you think we can create this image, and what do you think? And I didn't get any response at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I talked about it to the other We Bike ladies a little bit, and we started trying to think of a plan, and... Um, I wore that dress because that's my biking dress. I, I bring it on every tour I go on, and it, I wear it on my bike all the time. Laura can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> and But it's also a really nice dress. And so I just sort of went in thinking, all right, here we go. And it was this really hot day, and it, we did the shoot from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. before the shop opened. Um, and there was, in fact, a smoke machine uh, in the back <laughs> of the shop. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so not Liz. Liz is not the smoke machine, sand blowing kind of woman. At least not the side I've met. But uh, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, yeah, we we had some trouble. The smoke machine broke. It was a really big deal. Um, at one point, we blew the circuit breaker of the shop several times, so we had to turn off the air conditioning. So it was actually like 95 degrees in the shop. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was just like a beautiful glow that you had. Wow. Yeah, no, they were really nice and Photoshopped out, like, all the (laughs) things plastered to my forehead. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the shot is just really perfect. I'm so pleased, and I just think it's such a good... It's a great shot, and it's a it really brings together a lot of the things that I believe in and that I want we bike we bike NYC to stand for. I love that you said all these things. I, we've we've never spoken about this, so I'm happy you said this. And I agree. Sometimes it feels like you know either being feminine or functional, and I've I've sort of fought through that because I'm all about being functional. And I've interestingly enough, mm-hmm. as I've been riding my bike more often, been trying to embrace femininity more. So my cover photo on my Facebook page or whatnot, my Facebook um, profile, is me actually in a short skirt with, like, these cowboy boot heels on but fixing someone else's flat. But it, and that, it just so happened to occur during the Annie Londonderry ride, and my friend captured the shot. And I was like, heck, yeah, like, this is it. This is this is me. This is And I feel like that a lot of that is V-Bike NYC because we just had our ride, for example, this past Sunday, yesterday, actually, our um, Wee Brunch ride, and there were a couple women wearing spandex. There were other women just wearing, you know, cutoffs and people wearing jeans and a cardigan and a scarf. We all look so different, but we all were so happy to be with each other and, you know, have brunch, of course, because those mimosas. Of course, we stood there for a really long time. We did not ride irresponsibly. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, to say... Uh, riding on your bike doesn't just look one way. Like, there's this hashtag called bike pretty, and it's like you can bike pretty and still be functional. It doesn't have to be either or. They're not exclusive of one another. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, and I think it's just so beautiful that you've created a community for all of that expression. <clears throat> Thanks. Okay, nice. <laughs> I wish we had a smoke machine. Right? Not really. <laughs> Maybe not. It is, it is a great article. It's a really cool shot. So if you get a chance to check it out, Bicycling Magazine, it is so it, it's fantastic. So. And you're lined up with some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The company is incredible in that article. So you put next to, you know, Gear Up and Black Women Bike and Cycle Bicycle and um, who else is in there? Art Crank. Um, Crank. What's his name? We like NYC. Gary Fisher. That's what I was thinking of. I remember, like last year, Laura sent me a text, and she was so excited, and she said, "Look who's following our Twitter!" Yeah. <laughs> I was excited because I didn't even know who this man was up until, like, a few months before that. So I was like, oh, I know this guy. He's famous. He's following us. Yeah, I was really excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited about lots of things, though. But, yeah. Are you talking about Charles? Uh, no, Gary Fisher on the Facebook. Oh, oh no, on the, on the Twitter. Charles Jules. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Got it. Yes. Who's Charles? Charles is the genius behind Art Crank. Yes. Oh, which was at my school habitat last weekend or last Thursday and Friday. It was, it was good. Good stuff. Right. And this week it's going to be here in Portland. And if you haven't gone oh. to Art Crank, you should go to Art Crank. It's a traveling party for poster party for bike people. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yeah. Yes. So, um, ladies, it's it's uh, it's not time to wrap up, but it's almost time. Is there anything you want to to bring up? Any wild cards? Anything you want to ask us? I never do that. Oh, I was prepared. Oh, it came with a I don't know where that came from, but um, all right. If you guys had to describe yourselves as cyclists and as people, um, what three words would you use? Ooh. Wow. So three words for each or three words for, like, is cyclist and person in one bucket and that whole bucket gets three words? I don't know. I left it intentionally vague. So you could have six words if you want. There's no wrong answer. I like your style. Um, (laughs) I think... uh, Playful is one I would pick for myself. Um, and he's going to say competitive. Oh, yeah. I have my three, and then you toss competitive in there. I was fighting the urge to say aggro, because I think um, but, but, you know, it was my, myself as a person and as a cyclist, so I got I to gotta oh. capture all three of those. All right, so here's my three. Um, ooh, but see, two, one, they're synonyms. Uh-uh. Um, all right, I'll go with spontaneous, mm, sporadic, torque. Oh, you're going to oh, use that one? one? Oh, my God. Are we going for alliteration here? Okay. 
I won an award this you, weekend for my bike twerking. You did? I did. Oh. Um, here in Portland, oh. there's this fantastic initiative called Let's Ride Bikes, and it's to get women um, racing their bikes more. And so we had a little party, a little get-together, and on the interwebs, there lives a video of me bike twerking. Um, oh, well, we'll have to put that out and more into the interwebs. Right? But what is the story here? So I was I was with some teammates on a ride, and we were, there was a lot of hills on this ride, and some people were just not stoked about the fact we've been going uphill for about two hours at this point. And because I'm spontaneous and sporadic, I kind of went to the back where some of the unhappy campers lived and pulled out my phone. And I have a secret playlist that I always set the private on Spotify on when I turn it on. This time I let it be public. And I put on uh, Can't Believe It by Pitbull. Okay. Which is a great jam if you're really about to bong. I wouldn't encourage it in any other setting. <laughs> but if you're about to bonk, man, Pitbull is going to pull pull you down. And you'll learn a lot about him. Even more complicated. <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> He's a very complex man. Um, so... There, there I was twerking, and um, they pulled out their smartphones. They captured it all. The videos kind of made their way around the Internet, and on Friday night there was a class clown award given out, so I took that puppy home. <laughs> nice. All right. Very well deserved, I'm sure. Indeed. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'm so proud. Wow, I, I can't wait to see it. I want to see it right now. I'm so excited. Was that question being paid off? Uh, what was it? <laughs> it kind of. I'm gonna do it right now. I wish we were in video land. She's gonna do it. Oh, she's doing it. She's doing it. It's pretty good. You can post that on the Instagram. You know they do the videos there now too. Oh, but don't like hashtag it. don't hashtag that one with Lee Bike and Wife. <laughs> no, not that one. No. Not that one. It, it sends. Yeah, it's um. It, it lives in that corner of things where you really wish you had a paragraph of context around. Right, right, yes. So if it goes viral, just make sure to copy and paste the whole story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Definitely. All right, April, you're three. Uh, I don't, this, these like on the spot things are hard for me to do. Um Especially after a really magnificent story like that, but anything I say is just going to be like wah wah. So sometimes in the in like grade five, I felt like that when we had to do presentations. Yeah, and the kid in front of you goes, and he's like been up all night, so he has <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah, it's like well, these get degrees, so here I am. Right, the world is full of average students, and I am one of them. <laughs> the world is, is run by average students, and I'm one of them. Um, no, I had two. I had playful and open. Okay. And then I couldn't think of another one that didn't sound cheesy. So um, playful and open, those are my words. I think that those would describe me well. As a, as a childlike optimism that I... Um, will often lead me on a mountain bike ride. I'll be, you know, looking at the bark on the tree or stopping to talk about the the reflection in the water when people are ahead of me. And um, I like I like the little things. I like to enjoy um, 
Check out our website at www.webikenyc.org or on Facebook uh, at WeBikeNYC. And we also run the Female Bike Forum on Facebook, uh, which you can search for, which is a women's on- or a women and female identifying only forum to talk about bike stuff. We're also on the Twitter. Uh, we bike NYC and on Instagram hashtag we bike NYC. It's all about the we bike NYC. Don't forget the NYC. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, got I it. it. I love it. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you. This is awesome. Have a great night. We're gonna talk about how to cross pollinate and promote, and you guys get some good sleep. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Alrighty. Have a great one.
Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. This is April saying goodbye. Thank you for listening. Oh, I couldn't handle that. Um, <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye. The hashtag is you're on the fridge list. Wrong one. I'm in the first place. So.